0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show's Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. And i am this is going to be such a fun interview, so I'm excited to welcome to the per- program first. Caregiver Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm great. And, uh, a, a surprise interview for a Friday. I texted you, said, hey, we've been working on this guy for a while, and it's, it's an honor to have him on the show, so go ahead and introduce our guest.
1: Well, he's best known by being uh, on Sanford and Son, the son of Fred Sanford, Lamont, and his name is DeMond Wilson. Welcome to the show, DeMond.
2: Thank you. Pleasure to be there. Spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh. Did a lot of plays there. Uh, mm. What uh, Did some meetings in Pittsburgh, so I'm very familiar. Um, Mel Blunt is a personal friend of mine. I spent, oh, really? I okay.
0: I've interviewed Mel. Mel. He's a he's a great guy. Fantastic. There are yeah, yeah. So I, that's what I saw from your uh, your team telling me that. I'm like, oh, wow, cool. Yeah, we're nationally syndicated all over the place. He's, Dave's right now in California, and I'm in Pittsburgh. But we have television in Pittsburgh, plus we have radio in Pittsburgh, but also all over the world. So we're excited. Yeah, to- I, I, I got the 411 on who you are and what you do. <laughs> all right, awesome. All right, Dave, go ahead and ask the first question.
1: Well, I'm just curious, how did you become an actor?
0: Started on Broadway, Dave, four-and-a-half, five. Mm, wow. Cool. Wow. So, um, was it, did you, uh, how did that, how did that develop? Did your family want you to get involved in starting at four and five, how did that process begin?
2: I was um, uh, discovered as a child, talented kids, I mean, you know, we have talented kids. People recognize that, and I went through various programs, and uh, that's how I started.
1: Oh, that's I awesome. Kid.
2: I uh, used to do radio spots on WOR. I was very articulate. Um, nowadays, they use women to do the voice of children. But in those days, um, there were some talented kids up in Harlem. Um, let me see, I came through the school with Frankie Lyman, um, Leslie Ogums, Ogums, Um So I was uh, doing radio spots, WOR FM, when I was six and a half, seven years old.
1: Wow. So how did you finally get the opportunity to do Sanford and Son? Did you know? I did uh,
2: spot on All in the Family, which uh, uh, won an uh, Emmy nomination with the late Cleavon Little. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the same producers. John Rich was directing that show, and um, Norman Lear was exec producer. And they called me up and said, do you want to do a series? And I said, absolutely not. They said, <laughs> well, we want you to go on All in the Family. And I said, what is that? I, I've never watched episodical television to this day um so uh i watched it and i said that show is despicable i don't want to <laughs> be a part of it I'm, I'm a i'm a stage theater uh, a theater actor i mean a, mm-hmm. a movie theater actor i've done two films i don't want to do television and and i said plus the character is despicable I, I can't stand it and they said well you and cleavon little who i knew from the theater play burglars and you break into the bunker home and uh, intimidate Archie I said where do I sign <laughs> so, uh, that's how that. Oh, I didn't and, realize uh, you were so on I all in the family first uh, yeah, yeah um, I, I did my homework I did my homework on you guys obviously you haven't done yours on me
0: <laughs> I like coming up with the open-ended questions Damon, and that's where we go from it and telling a story for oh, sure no I'm fine I'm just yeah. I'm just
2: saying, you know, it's, that's okay. When Mark called me and said, would you like to do an interview? And I said, I usually, I get a thousand emails a day on two sites and people want me to be involved in these podcasts. And I tell them I don't do podcasts. I, 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 if I do a radio spot, it's usually something that I, I want to promote and I said, what are the numbers on these people? And he told me what they were. He told me where you're located. And I said, oh, Pittsburgh. I spent a lot of time there. know a lot of people. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. But I never step, I don't go across the street until I know what's on the other side. <laughs> that's the truth.
0: And I, and I, I understand completely. And uh, I like to come up with the open-ended questions in so many ways. And I completely forgot about All in the Family. And so that's how it all started. Yeah. So, but you see, when you get my age, I'll be 70. I look 50. I hit a golf ball 290 yards. <laughs> I'll be
2: 73 in a few weeks. And I'm at the, at the point in my life now where I usually do think and say whatever I feel like saying, as long as it's not detrimental to anybody's health or hurt their feelings, because I have a, a great love for humanity. But I'm too old to to do frivolous things anymore. <laughs> so this is what my wife always tells me that. She said, everybody's not there, honey. I said, they need to catch up.
1: Okay, so explain how you went from All in the Family, that one episode, to Sanford and Son.
2: They said to me, uh, this is the number one show. As I said before, I reiterate, it was mm-hmm. I found it to be despicable. I found the protagonist to be despicable. Uh, the wife was just, had an annoying voice. Um, and mm-hmm. I said, I oh, really don't want to do that. And they said, well, you know, you are you have a theater background that the people know about you out here. I had I had done a film out here with, uh, I flew out here to do a film with Sidney Poitier, Raul Julia, um, who else was in that? Ron O'Neill, the late Ron O'Neill, who did, did Superfly. And I got offers. People said, oh, this kid is on. He's on the way up. And I said, I don't want to do television because you get pigeonholed, you get typecast.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I had a habit that I, I, I served in Vietnam for uh, uh, 14 months. And I'm decorated. People say to me, uh, thank you for your service. I say, get away from me, too little too late. When I came <laughs> home, they sat on me and called me a murderer. Now you want oh, to man. thank me for my service, take a hike, kick bricks. Uh, but I had a habit that I brought back from Vietnam with me, and I needed to feed that habit. It was called eating. That's how I got it. it was all, they were paying money and I needed to eat. So I did it. Who knew? I mean, the thing just blew up all over the place. And then Buddy Yorkin called me up and said to mine, do you want to do a series of Red Fox? I said, obviously, you're kidding me. They can't let him on television. So, so, so. So we've. I flew to Vegas, and the <laughs> only time you could meet with Red was Midnight. He did his Midnight Show in Aaron Rubin, God rest his soul. And I sat in his garage at 2 a.m. in the morning and we hashed it out. It was uh, an adaptation from um, Steptoe and Son, which is a very popular British show. And, and they said, okay, we'll utilize you guys' names. Red's name was John Elroy Sanford, his brother's name is Fred. My father's name is Brady Wilson, and that's my legal first name. And Red ran away at the age of 12 and joined a tramp band, and his partner was named Lamont. Mm. that's what we, That was the embarkation. That's where we started.
1: Was it humbling for you to do that show?
2: It was, it was I didn't want to do television. As I, I know. As I do <laughs> you know you got to pay rent, you got to eat, you got to pay for a car. Um, I had done a few spots when I when I finished the film was up in San Francisco with Poitier. Um I did a I did a Mission Impossible, a Mannix. You know you do all those little shows, but those things yeah. pay six, seven, eight hundred dollars. Uh, in those days, my rent I was on uh, Franklin Avenue right below the Yamashiro, and a condominiums now at a million dollars, and I was paying a hundred dollars a month for a one bedroom uh, apartment, really nice place. Hmm. So uh but you know a hundred dollars forty eight forty nine years ago is the equivalent to a thousand today
1: yeah well you your character was well loved on the show i I sure loved him i 'm sure you got tons of email, email. I get a
2: thousand fan mail is what I meant to say I, you, I have two I have two websites i i 'm masked out on Facebook I had a hundred thousand. <laughs> Twitter. I got, I got hacked on Twitter, so I don't fool with that anymore. And my IG site is basically my family, so it's a, it's a private account. Mm-hmm. But they hit me up on, 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 on my two email. I get a thousand requests a week for pictures, for letters, for people wanting wow. movies. I just finished writing a piece. Um, I have uh, two books that I've written that are still selling worldwide. Uh, the New Age Millennium, an expose of symbol slogans and hidden agendas, which hit the bookshelves when I did um, Saints and Sinners in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in circa, yeah. circa 98. And that's still selling around the world. And then I wrote the book uh, 10 years ago on the series, uh, Second Banana, the Bittersweet Memoirs of the Sanford and Sanford Years, and several scripts from that. And I have a a mini-series that I, I completed about a month and a half ago, and we're going to start production. I want to I want to shoot the pilot before, um, uh, well, in, in the first part of 2020.
0: Wow, and so all these different things, it's great that you're answering a lot of questions for us even before that, is that you really have continued to keep Sanford Sun Sanford and son alive and what you've done, but ultimately it always goes back to theater It almost in a lot of ways. Well, well, you know, I can't, I can't lay claim to that. It's, it's the
2: fans. I mean, the people around the world, my books sell, I sell in, in Denmark, I sell in in Scotland, I sell in Ireland, all over Canada because Sanford and son is in in, an international uh, syndication. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm not, it's the people, the fan mm-hmm. base. I was in New York city when my second book came out on Fox news in the morning. And, uh, after I did the Fox news spot and, 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 and announced my, the book, we went over to, uh, was it Rockefeller center NBC?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and, uh, uh, when the car pulled up, there was about, a thousand people out there and they were, they, and I said, my gosh, who are all of these people? These crazy <laughs> looking people out there. They had albums and buttons and hats. And I said, who are these people? And my PR guy said, those are your fans. I said, you gotta be kidding me. So it, it just, it, it, it's, 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 it's incredible. Red said to me one day, I don't know what led to it. He said, you know, something long after I'm gone, this show is still going to be kicking ass. Yep, and, and he was absolutely correct because it still is.
1: So, so I'm assuming that you have no regrets for being pigeonholed in television. Um, I
2: don't have any regrets in life because I, 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 ch- I chose everything that I've done in my life. I've been married to the same woman for 46 years. We have
1: congratulations.
2: Six progeny, You can't say adult kid, because that's an oxymoron. <laughs> um, we uh, we have six. They're all successful. All college graduates. Um, so I'm not.
0: Congrats. I'm not one of
2: those people that had to find his way. When I came from Vietnam, uh, my life, my youth was gone. When I when I went to Vietnam, I dropped out of Hunter College to to uh, to do a, a play, a production of uh, whatever it was back in 1965. But I was in the the, the end of my, of my sophomore year, and I had like two, three weeks to finish that term. And I said, okay, I'm gonna go down to DC to the uh, Arena Stage Theater and do this play. Uh, you know, There's no problem. Uh, a week into rehearsal, my mom called me and she said, you need to come home. I said, was well, there something wrong with that? She said, you just need to come home. So I went home and there was a letter that said, your friends and neighbors have selected you. It seems it appears that every young black man in America was, uh, unless he was claiming to be a Muslim or he became an expatriate, uh, Canada never appealed to me and going to jail for six years didn't. So I went into the military. When I came from Vietnam, not to stray from my point, um, I was hardened. Uh, I couldn't tell anybody about the giant chip on my shoulder because it was not popular then, you know, patriotism was not America's religion at that time because you had a lot of uh, the, the 60s hippies and people were marching against it. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, uh, uh, I, 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 it took me to, after Sanford and Son, I produced and starred in Baby, I'm Back on CBS. And then after that, I Ron Glass and I did a run. We did 14, 16 shows with Barry Marshall on uh, for the new odd couple, the black version. He played uh, uh, Felix and I was Oscar. Hmm. And it was in 1982 that I was finally able to come to terms with the things that I saw and felt and I did. I was bottled up. Um, you know, if someone looked at me or said the wrong thing, I was ready to explode. But I was a good actor, so I was able to to hold it. And Redman, yes. he said, to mind, you can't come on now. The war is over. I said, yeah, see you to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to go off on that, Aaron. That's, uh, this is anyway,
1: what are your fondest memories of, of Sanford and Santa on the show?
2: My fondest memories? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any one. It was the relationship that Red and I had. People said, well, you know, uh, did you and Red really get along? And I said, have you watched the show? They said, yeah, I love the show. I said, you cannot... <laughs> You cannot act that. If the synergy is not there, it ain't going to work. It's just not. And, and Red and I, uh, we were simpatical from the night at two in the morning, we were in the garage. He said, I like this young nigga. He's all right. Hmm. He, said, he, he said to me, you remind me of Malcolm.
0: <laughs> wow. but you ain't
2: got no cause. You need a cause. <laughs> so Red and I, if, if, if they wanted us to do something, they go to Red, they say, Fox, we were thinking about, and he said, go ask my son if he says, all right, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that,
1: that's a great impression, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to do the impression of Elizabeth. I'm coming to meet no, you, no, so don't worry about no,
0: that. No, that's, no one else should be doing that. Okay, Dave. That, so Dave, again, is. Uh, just to let you know a little about Dave, we'll talk about in a second or two. He's uh, a little bit older than I am. I'm, I will be kind on that 46 but uh one thing i want i got a kid
2: i got a kid age.
1: yeah me too yeah
0: yeah yeah, he does too both (laughs) of them because he's in the 70s as well and my father's uh, Hey, i'm only 65 is in what is you're in 60 what
1: my 65
0: 65 okay my 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 father's 91 so i i understand he was in the military and uh, naval academy and then in the navy for x amount of years so thank you for your service uh, for sure. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up. Come on. Now, the question I wanted to ask from when you talk about your relationship with Red Fox and different things like that, what did you learn as an actor working with him? And especially, you know, because you, in theater you were trained in specifically classically, then you get into the sitcom era and different things with All in the Family and into this. Yeah, I got it. I
2: got it. I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that they chose me to play Opposite Fox, they said, let's get Richard Pryor. And they said, no, you can't put two comedians together in order to make a comedy series with, with two protagonists. One is a comedian. You got to have a stand up guy. you got to have a straight, straight man. man, Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin. Um, you can go on uh, Dan Rowan and Dick Martin. You have to have a straight guy and the and, Abbott and Costello
1: his mother's brother and the
2: thing that's significant for a straight man is timing and they said this kid is theater trained but his timing is impeccable and Red and I never we were always as simpatico because he he would, he would he would do his I would I would lay the straight line out and he would come in with his with his nuttiness now Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis is the perfect example you know you got to have the straight guy to control the nutcake. And Red was calling me the dummy, but he was the dummy and he was the nutcake. Mm-hmm. So, in order to have control over the nutcake, you had to have a straight guy. That was the role Lamont had. He was the handler. Pop, stop it. Knock it off. Hey, Pop, dig yourself. Why are you doing this? Stop it. So, you know, Red liked my, my, my timing, and that is the reason that I was hired to do it. And people send me letters. They say, you're the best great man we, we, since, since, since Dean Martin.
1: Yeah, wow. I agree. I agree. So what are your current not, projects?
2: My, my wife, I, I can be funny, but that's mm-hmm. not, that's not, that's not uh, my thing. Uh, and, and to answer your question before I, I, I go off subject. Oh, go ahead. I didn't learn anything from Red about acting. Red learned from me about acting. When the relationship started, red couldn't remember five lines in succession <laughs> i have a photographic memory i would read the script that we were going to do that morning we'd go to lunch when we came back from lunch yeah. i had i had it committed to memory 85% and it used wow. to drive him up the wall red used to have to write notes on the doors on the table on the doorway of the kitchen when he would go so he could read his lines and i would go around Ten minutes before tape, and change them around.
1: (laughs) And I assume he would do a lot of improv as well when he couldn't remember his lines. No
2: improv with with three cameras. No improv.
1: Really, three
2: and one covering it. You have a you have a camera blocking day, and every line has to be in a place, or you miss the shot. Hmm. So there's no improv. He he was he was not doing stand up comedy. This 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 was a. Uh, situation comedy it wasn't even you know you can do a little bit of improv if you have a a sketch comedy show such as in living color and marks did he mess up a lot what do you what do you mean mess up drop Uh, lines
1: no with his (laughs) you know like told you forget his lines and they'd have to stop no no, no let's would, do that over again blah 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 no, no, you,
2: you don't you you don't you don't do it that way
1: um he All would
2: right. tape paper and 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 spots where you couldn't see on the camera with his lines on them that's what i'm saying when he I sat see. down in the chair to to look at the television set there was there was lines written on paper big enough for him to see on the screen of the television if we were going upstairs. The lines were there. Some things he could he could remember, but a whole lot of stuff red, red, red. Just I and then he he did have time to it. study because as soon as the show was over on Friday night, he'd fly to Vegas and work. Hmm. He had a helicopter pad up on the roof of NBC, and Red was out. And he had the midnight show, two shows on Saturday, two on Sunday, and back on Monday in time for rehearsal. So um, when you when you block a show like that it's almost in concrete, the stuff mm. you miss when you finish taping, because the tape is like is like, is like a play. You don't stop yeah. when you're doing a play, somebody flubs a line. You keep on going and then after the show, we did a dinner show and then we did a second show. Mm. And if Red dropped any lines, then you did after the audience was gone, what you call pickups. Mm-hmm. And then you had to attain that same energy level, which is very difficult because you get a lot of energy from a crowd, as you probably well know.
1: Sure, sure. I, I'm sure you got uh, great contracts where you're getting uh, great residuals in perpetuity.
2: Is an elephant heavy?
1: <laughs> is the Pope Catholic? <laughs>
2: I don't know about him, but um, I, he might or might not be. Um, I've heard things. I've heard some things. I'm just saying. But, but I think we all agree that an elephant is hefty.
0: Yes. Definitely. All right. Current projects. Yeah. So Lamont. Um, um, Damont. Uh, current projects.
1: One
0: more time. <laughs> <laughs> he, did he did it that time. Like Demon. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. He didn't hear you. Current <laughs> projects, man. Current, current I'm projects. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry? Current projects are going on with you. Things you want to promote. You talked about how the book is going to be going into uh, – a different production what current things are you doing that your fans i, I,
2: I, I just i i said before you probably were, were were um overlooked that i've just finished writing a mini series mm-hmm. and i'm looking to go into production with it in the early part of 2020 that's all i'm going to say about it at
0: any <laughs> point. okay anything else i i know you talked about that but anything else you headed want- to atlantic city headed to atlantic city to the big
2: convention in october and a whole lot of other stuff, you know, book signings and, and stuff like that. And I sell probably 25 books a month uh, uh, on on the series, on the second banana of the bittersweet memoirs of the Sanford and Sun years. Uh, it's mm-hmm. It's been selling like that for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a coffee table-sized book. It's glossy cover. It does have pictures in it for the uh, reading impaired, but mm-hmm. mostly... <laughs> That's a joke, but mostly uh, <laughs> it's, about, it's about things about the series behind the camera that the public never knew. Oh. No, it's not a tell-all. It's a tell-something. Well, it's a tell-something. A lot of funny antidotes about red in there, are stuff that I can't say over the, over the, over the airway or you people will, will uh, either get taken off the air or fined.
0: And we don't want that. We definitely don't want that. And I appreciate. No, I could I could tell you in person, but then I'd have to kill you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I don't six. Want that I'm, either.
0: So I'm six foot you, ten. I so ready. we have to we have to, to, to definitely meet if you ever come out. So you do those uh, comic cons and you, stuff for your fans. You said you were, hmm? I'm sorry. You, you said you were six foot ten. Yes. Yes, sir.
1: Wow, I didn't even know that.
0: Former professional wrestler. Golf? I was a uh, played play college golf? basketball and I'm a former pro wrestler. Where'd you go? I played basketball division three at Western Maryland. Then I went on to become a professional wrestler and wrestled in the minor leagues, Jerry King Lawler, Rock, all those guys before the Rock was the Rock and stuff.
2: Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah.
2: Now that's a diverse that's a diverse resume.
0: Yeah, and I'm a, a former teacher and uh And uh, now do social media branding. Couldn't couldn't hold a job, huh? (laughs) Right. I continue to move into different things every day. You're right. You sound like my wife now. Okay, Dave. Go ahead with the last question that we ask all our guests. Go, Dave.
1: Well, I also have been married about 45 years or so. My wife, 22 years ago, had a headache that she uh, just wouldn't go away. And it turned into a stroke and she lost her speech, became paralyzed on the right side. And we worked through it and, and uh, grief period and all of that. Now we travel the country just sharing our story to other caregivers, helping them to stay alive because AARP says 30% of them died before their loved ones do. So my question to you is uh, what personal experience have you had with caregiving as far as, you know, your parents perhaps? And and uh, uh, I have this site caregiverdave.com just to help caregivers stay alive. So, What's what's your experience with caregiving?
2: Well, my mother, God rest her soul, passed away the same year that Red Fox passed away. And my dad, they had been married for 68, 60, 65 years, uh, passed away wow. uh, 14 months after that. But because I was able to do that, uh, my mother had a private duty uh, nurse mm-hmm. that used to come in the morning and then, uh, she'd stay, she'd get there at 6 a.m. and she would stay till noon and then another nurse would come until uh, my mother had her dinner, was bathed and, and went to bed. My mother, uh, she passed away. She uh, she had uh, uh, Alzheimer's.
1: Oh, yeah, my mother
2: too. But I in the hospital in New York. I'm from New York. She, uh, Well, actually, I'm not from New York because I left New York when I was 19 and I came back from Vietnam. I worked on Wall Street for a minute, and, and, <laughs> and I went back to the theater. So I've lived in California longer than, I, than I've lived anywhere. But hmm. caregiving, I don't really, you know, my wife and I are active seniors. My wife has a, has a stationary a bike in her room. I have a Paulaton in my room. We ride five miles a day. Like I said before, I reiterate, I hit a golf ball about 285, 290 if I catch it. So we're very active people. Um, we're not, um, my wife has a little bit of a hearing problem. Uh, but um, other than that, we, uh, you know, we've got a little, 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 little aches and pain. My wife has Crohn's. She's, she's lived with that. Oh. She had that when I met her and there's no cure for it, but right. it's a problem. V- I'm I'm a vegan. My wife is uh, a pestetarian. Is that what it is? <laughs> pestetarian. Uh, people that eat fish or don't mm. eat fish or something like that. She doesn't eat, uh, I never eat pork. That's a nasty, foul animal. Uh, um, we don't eat, I I don't eat red meat. I've been a vegetarian since 84. And I've been a vegan probably going on 10 years now. Oh my, wow. So we don't uh, put poison in our body. Uh, very little you can buy in a supermarket is healthy. I don't need processed food. I don't need white bread, sugar, flour. Um I don't I don't I don't um you know when you get older, you know, you can have you can have one of those muscle cars that's 1962 or 1967, <laughs> but You can't drive it like you do a, a new car today. You got to take care of it.
1: Yeah. You know, the internet says that you had become a pastor after Sanford and son. Never, you didn't mention never any of that. Is that was that true? <laughs>
2: was never a pastor, was an evangelist.
1: An evangelist.
2: An itinerant minister. I overseed about three or four um organizations, but mm-hmm. I moved away from that whole church religion thing because it you know, it was not the way that I ministered was not in keeping with some of these pimps. Oh, I mean pastors <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, for, for Freudian, that 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 are for that that are fleeting. I I would go into a a meeting, and I would say, okay, everybody in here today, after the invocation, I would say, I want to see the hands of everybody in here who has made a commitment, not to your pastor, not to this church, but a commitment to Yahweh, the Elohim, the creator of all things visible and invisible. If you made a commitment to him and his son, Yeshua Messiah, Uh your heart, your heart has been circumcised. You've been there for five years, raise your hand. And they would raise their hand. Ten years, raise your hand, they would raise your hand. Fifteen years, raise your hand, they raise your hand. Twenty or more. And they would, they, those are the people that would raise their hand and cheer and stand up in blood, and applaud. And i say, <laughs> okay, sit down. What the hell are you doing in here then? <laughs> You're um, still coming in here in elementary school, kindergarten through six. Show me in the old or the New Testament. I'm a historian I'm, I, of the Old Testament. I love mm-hmm. the Old Testament. Me I know too. about all of these 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 deities that the yep. Hollywood community. Hollywood is Hollywood is a stick that you cast spells with. <laughs> so the people were not willing to hear what I had to say. You got all of these people in so-called royal blood. These people are 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 pedophiles and. Yep. and drink blood. It's, it's just terrible. So yeah. I said, why did you leave uh, Hollywood? And I said, I, I can't be in that filth. That is filthy. Yeah. You Nobody know, talks about project, that. You're right. This project that I'm doing now, um, I, 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 I'm going to say that I am not going to be out front with it. You're not going to see, I'm not, I don't have a, a huge ego. I know who I am and I know whose I am. And I'm not going to be out there fronting somebody. I said, well, DeMond, why don't you be? I said, no, I don't want to be in front of the camera. No, 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 no. They said, but you look great. I said, it has nothing to do with that. I'm not even going to put DeMond Wilson Productions on there. I'm going to put small letters, DW Enterprises Productions. Oh, my. That's all. Wow. I want to be behind the scene. I don't want to be in front. I want to own it. I'm
0: a boss. Be Okay. We can, we can tell. You definitely... Do what you say and stick to it for sure. Um, Best place we can find information on you. Purchase your books, Uh, learn more about you. Where can we go?
2: Yeah, you can go on lowercase letters, demondwilson.org.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time. Say hello to Pittsburgh. Say hello to everywhere and taking the time to talk about everything. And I appreciate all the time. And thanks for calling.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: It's
2: it's been my pleasure. I, I'm sorry that um I'm in the middle of production, but you know I'm kind of that's um, no
1: problem. I, yeah, no worries. you know i
2: my head my head is in that. So
1: you know I understand.
0: No, no Thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see it. Okay. Bye, bye. you will listen to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment.